Has it occurred to you that the systems we live by are not designed to get results? We pay for procedures instead of outcomes, focusing on emergencies rather than preventing disease and living a healthy lifestyle. For over 25 years, I've taken care of Olympians, Paralympians, A-list actors, and Fortune 1000 companies. If I did not get results, they did not get results. I realized that while powerful people who control the system want to keep the status quo, if I were to educate the masses, you would demand change. So I'm taking the gloves off and going after the systems as they are. Join me on my mission to create a new tomorrow as I chat with industry experts, elite athletes, thought leaders, and government officials about how we activate our vision for a better world. We may agree and we may disagree, but I'm not backing down. I'm Ari Gronich, and this is Create a New Tomorrow Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Create a New Tomorrow. I'm your host, Ari Gronich, and I have with me a, a very odd man. His name, Justin Reckler. His commitments, the superpowers of others. We all have superpowers within us. And Justin's company, Superpower Experts, helps you find the superpower in you. So, I'm not going to talk a lot about Justin's background. I'm just going to suffice it to say that he and his wife met teaching in a three-letter initial government agency. And uh, his background in corporate counter fraud and espionage and things like that. You know, he has a little bit of background in the mind of people. And so I'm going to let you, Justin, tell a little bit more about your background itself. And I'd like you to go back a ways to <laughs> some of those earlier days of, uh, of what your history is and what that allows you to do as you, one of your superpowers. Wow. I'd say it was a while ago. Um, thanks for having me on the show, Ari. It's uh, uh, good to be here. Um, Wow, where do we get? Uh, I'll give you the short version because it does seem like multiple lifetimes ago that uh, this all started. But uh, my wife and I are both former counterintelligence agents with the U.S. government. We met teaching at the corporate uh, at the uh, Army counterintelligence schoolhouse, uh, and we probably put four or five thousand agents through the training. Uh, wrote a large portion of the curriculum there, uh, and eventually led us into the, the business world. Uh, you know, we met at CEO space uh, and, you know, just a great group of people there. And we started our own corporate counterintelligence firm doing due diligence and vettings. And along the way, we found that people weren't necessarily just wanting to look into people. They were wanting to understand people. They were wanting to, um, more importantly, they were wanting to understand themselves. Um, and lo and behold, we just happen to have a, a slew of history in that because the entire counterintelligence world is a giant chess game. It's the second oldest profession in the world, you know, spying. It is literally the second oldest profession. I'm not going to even get into the first, but you know, it, it, 
it's been around a while and we just happen to be in position and in a role and have the opportunity to serve our country in that position. Um, and in that being teachers of that, we, you know, we learned a lot from what the army taught us from our own spiritual growth and personal development along the way. And our business kind of culminated into what is now superpower experts. See, because that's the, what people were asking for. They were wanting to know how, 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 do, how do people work, right? I'll, I'll pay you to do it, but how do we do it for ourselves? And that's really what we strive to do is help people find self-dominion in, in everything that they do for themselves. Um, but the corporate counterintelligence world, the counterintelligence world within the, the military, um, it, it's designed and focused to understand the human psyche how it works, what people think, what people fear, because in the spy world, you and I might not necessarily have anything in common, but if you've got the information I need, I better find a quick way to find something in common with you and be able to pull it off in such a way that you believe me, right? 99% truth, right? With just a little bit of a lie in the mix, right? In order to do that effectively as an agent, you have to know who you are, right? Because if you've got triggers, if you've got an ego, if you've got fears and you try to pull off something like that, you not only get yourself killed, but you'll get your team killed and you'll get your source killed. And if the source, if the mission is dependent on the source, a lot more bad can happen. And so that's what we did. We, we trained agents to, Ego deconstruction, social identity, in-group, out-group dynamics, just the basically the inner workings of the human psyche. And along the way, as we were doing the corporate counterintelligence stuff, people wanted more of this. And our company, Superpower Experts, was born. Uh, we now have the number one network for inspired personal development uh, with over two and a half million downloads uh, as of this recording. And we've got training programs where a lot of the stuff and concepts that we taught in the military have been translated over into this, the industry that we're in now and helping serve others on their path. Right. So I want to get into that a little bit. Um, you mentioned self-dominion, so I want, I want you to talk a little bit about what that means. And uh, the other thing that I wanted to ask you is how difficult have you found it when you introduce yourself as somebody who has been who you've been to make friends and are they always wondering if you know if you know the secrets and the truth and have you vetted them and you know like what is, what is that like to, to be, you know, everybody wants to be James Bond. I wanted to be James Bond. You were James Bond, kind of, you know, <laughs> at least part of that world. So, you know, how does that work to feel like nobody's ever really trusting you, but they are, but they're not, but they are. And, you know, and also then what is this self-dominion? Absolutely. So, um, you know, I love people. I absolutely love people. I, it's, it's what motivates me to do the work that I do in the world. Um, and yes, on the background itself, the, the, the counterintelligence training. Um, and I don't know if cursing is allowed on here, but I'm going to curse. Um, 
Okay, good. Because um, there's only one way to, to really describe this is, is, yes, I love people. Yes, we've got friends. Most of, most of our people and most of our friends know our backgrounds, right? We love and trust them. Uh, but on the average, on the average, at the end of the day, I've got to give a fuck about wanting to know what it is. And so those that are close to me, of course, we've got this tight relationship. But, you know, if there's a potential client, and I've had this experience where I walk in the room and somebody goes, oh, you probably know all the dirty laundry about me. Nope, nobody paid me to look into you. So don't care. <laughs> right. It is kind of what it comes down to. And, and the way that plays into the, the self-dominion piece is, is that. I mean, I was 34 years old when I when I had my my quote unquote awakening, right? Um, when I when I realized that the world wasn't quite what I was led to believe. Um, that was after going through the military, right? Um, and and being a part of the military still. And that's when I met Tony, and it was when I met her because she had already done a lot of journeying. Um, her personal journeying uh, at that point in time when I met her, and you know, being part of government counter intel and seeing some of the things that I saw and working with some of the people that I worked with and, you know, things like project Stargate and, you know, things that are out there that you can look at that like, Whoa, that shit's real. Um, it makes you, I don't say it again. Or is it? Yeah. Or is it right? Um, it, it makes you start to, to question, you know, everything. And, in that journey, what I realized is that along the way, people are, they're looking for dominion in their lives, right? Because the whole strive of why we go to work, why we go to nine to five, why we can have the altruistic motivations of I want to make the world a better place, right? Which is, is all is great. At the end of the day, it comes down to survival, right? How are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to eat? How are you going to provide, right? And a lot of people are just trying to get by here, right? Enter into the entrepreneur, the businessship world, right? Like that's like the next level, right? Because now you're creating your own stuff, right? You're 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 the boss. You're you got people working for you, and whatnot. That's a whole nother level. But through the entire spectrum of all of it, is our our drive and our desire to just feel free and to be free and. For me, self-dominion means that in every situation, in every moment, in every conversation, in every business relationship, in every moment that I am impacted, if it impacts me energetically, if it impacts me financially, if it impacts my business, it impacts my kids, I'm constantly looking for where what, what what's in it for me? What am I seeing? And if it's good... Not only am I taking the credit for the bad and owning my shit, right? But also taking, you know, attaboys for, for following the, the guidance that I was given to make those decisions, right? And that's really what it comes down to right there is in that search for self-dominion, people are trying to find it in the dollar. They're trying to find it in Bitcoin. They're trying to find it over here. They're trying to find it over there. They're, they're drugs, booze, alcohol, relationships, whatever. They're seeking that dominion. And the only thing that I've found that works is you got to stop looking at the material and you got to stop looking inside and you got to go up. You got to connect with the divine, find God, find it, it doesn't matter. I don't care what you call it. The universe, spirit, whatever, look at something bigger than yourself 
And then from that perspective, knowing that the goodness exists in you, stop the stories, take responsibility for every aspect of your life, and then watch what kind of miracles you can create because you're no longer believing other people's bullshit. You're not believing the programming. You're not believing TV. You're not believing politics. You're not believing all of it. And you connect into something bigger than yourself, bigger than what you think is huge of like, I'm chasing the million bucks. I'm chasing $10 million. It's fleeting. Can't take it with you. You want to have impact? Work on untangling yourself first. Get rid of all the stories and focus on what your purpose is. The problem is, is most people can't even find their purpose because they're so caught up in the rat race and the nest and the program and the politics and all of the whatnot that, that, that life throws at us. And that's, that's what I mean by self-dominion is stopping consuming, stop consuming everybody else's information and find your own path, sit in that and go create change from that place. So let me ask you a question that came up from, from you saying this. And uh, as you know, we have these echo changes on the internet that really tend to affirm our own belief systems. And so I, I have this thought, like if somebody or to step away from the news, from the media, from social media, and, and so on. Sit in the corner, basically, with a mirror in front of them, and ask themselves, what do I believe? And then break that apart into who told them how to believe that way, and why are they believing that way, and you know, get into that really deep part of why do I believe what I believe in, then that might shift a lot of the reactionary, you know, things that we're seeing these days um, on there. But I'm not sure if somebody can have self-dominion and programs at the same time, right? Like, how does that work? Because you've been programmed and you're constantly being programmed by everything around you. And then you say, oh, start having self-dominion. But to find every place and piece and parcel of what is not you <laughs> is in and of itself a mastery of a lifetime, no? It can be. It, it depends on how good it you, you are at detaching from what you perceive as being truth. Um and this is, if you haven't watched this, if you've used our viewers haven't, listeners haven't watched this, I highly recommend watching the movie The Social Dilemma on Netflix. They, they cover this. They had founding members, founding employees, founding executives from Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, all who self-admittedly show and, and, and show the behind the scenes that this was designed and the reality that you're seeing is built off of an algorithm designed to keep you in a prison because you create up your barriers, you create up your walls. I like this, 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 this. Awesome. You set your parameter. Guess where Facebook keeps you 
in those parameters, right? We become what we consume and Facebook and social platforms have learned that you feed more of that. It's like a drug. They even talk about it creating, it's, it produces dopamine in the brain every time you get a like on your post, right? And it's, it's intentional. And we have to, but how do you get to the self-dominion place? Yeah, it is a lifetime of mastery. But what we don't, what we fool ourselves is, is that it's really not because once you start pulling on the thread, if you keep pulling, it eventually comes unwound, right? You might hit a knot every now and then, but then you just have to examine that knot and pull and twist it. The older you are, the more difficult it might be. I don't know. I I know for me at 34, it's taken me 10 years to get to where I'm, to, you know, to where I'm at now, 12 years, however, however old I am, to get to where I am now. And that took me walking away from social media. Yeah, I've got social media accounts, but guess what? I'm never on it. If you see something from me, it's usually a dash J if I happen to be on it. But I've got people that share my post. i got people that post my post. I, I, I don't need to be on social media because... Yes, while it's fun to see pictures of my friends, it's, it's, it's a distractor from my purpose. And I want that more. Yeah, so yeah, I get that. The, the algorithm that, that I'm thinking more about is the algorithm behind our eyeballs. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to is you have to want that more. Right, but how do you even know that that's something that you want more if the algorithm is saying this is so strongly connected to a, this is exactly this, no matter what. Right. So for instance, you know, I know you're a religious man and you go to church. Um, I have friends who are very religious and go to church. Some of them believe that the Bible is the word of God word for word. Right. There's nothing on the planet that you could say to them, logical or illogical, that will get them to not believe that that is the case. Just like for most vegans, there's nothing that you'll ever say to an animal, right? <laughs> so that's the algorithm that I'm talking about. How do we shift those algorithms because our perceptions of reality are so skewed based on those algorithms. So the, the, the easy and easiest answer I have for that is one, there's no simple answer, um, but it comes down to two things, right? It, it comes down to one, you, you have to have a desire and an under, a basic understanding of the human mind and ego and how we function, right? And then you have to have a willingness to look at that. Well, if that's true across the board for humans, I'm a human, where am I doing that, right? And you have to start questioning our own behaviors because if we don't like something in it, any, any good therapist will tell you, right? If you keep getting married, you know, if you've been married eight times and you keep getting older, but your wives keep stuck, they're, they're all 21 when you marry them, the problem's not them. The problem's you. You are the common denominator, right? That's the, that's the, that's the case in any situation. Is, you, is that So it comes down to you have to have an awareness 
that if you want something more and what you're doing is not working, you have to seek out other methods, right? And while there's all sorts of other factors that go into place, at the end of the day, the one gift that we've got from God is free will. And we have the ability to choose. And what I know to be true, because I haven't always been a religious man. I was only baptized 29, April 2019. And yes, I had very a very spiritual, long, long spiritual journey, right? Very long spiritual journey with lots of different experiences that we could probably save for another show. But um, what I know to be true, because even, even before I was religious, and I don't even consider myself religious, right? I just happened to find the path that works for me. And even in that, I constantly sought something outside of myself to reflect upon through my entire journey. It was a desire to want to get to understand myself better and what all of this means. I mean, look up, look up at the stars, let your mind ping around each of them and figure out how they got there and just let it expand and watch the neural pathways that just open up for something like that. But the desire has to come from within. We have to want to choose something different. We want to, while your reality may suck, you have to have the courage to look at reality, stare it in the face, and deny its existence. Because your reality is that way because that's how you've been programmed. That's, that's what you've been raised and what you've experienced. Um, one of my things is we made this shit up. Let's make it up different. And the reason I say that is because I feel like the holy grail is the monetary system, the building by the house, by the things, you know, all this thing, these things. And yet we ignore the things that are natural or nature made, right? The things that we didn't create, right? So while we're, you know, fantasizing about the, the house we get to live in, while we're looking for the next newest best car that was made in the imagination of somebody else, right? We're ignoring the waves in the ocean. And so I feel like we're ignoring nature for this imaginary construct that we made up that we have now made so important that we're not only willing to ignore nature, but we're willing to tear it down, to make it unhealthy, right? We're willing to make ourselves cancerous, diabetic, with heart disease and stress disorders, rather than just changing the system to one that works better for the human condition. So I want to know the psychology of what that is that makes people act against their own self-interest, because we made this shit up. And we can make it up better. We have that ability. So I just want to know what the psychology is and how do we start that conversation so that people realize that there 
is other possibilities, some of which we may have never even thought of yet. Well, there, therein lies the challenge, is you can't make anybody believe anything. They have to want to believe it. They have to want to see something different because that's the way the mind works is that it, it creates our reality. The stories that go on, the conversations you have in your head, the things you consume, the things you focus on are what appear in your life. And if there's something showing up, if you're not that you that you don't want, if you're not examining why it keeps showing up at a deep, deep, deep level. Right. And take ownership for it. You got the dirtbag girlfriend or the dirtbag boyfriend that keeps showing up and they keep dragging you down. It's not them. It's you. Right. You, you have to be willing to look at what's your role in it, because anything other than where am I in it? How am I creating this? Is that means you're a victim because you in every situation and here's the psychology behind it. This is something that we leveraged in the intelligence world. This is something that we train and teach our clients to understand because even in this conversation right now, Ari, both of us are either manipulating or being manipulated. Which do we want? Now in conversation, we can play ping pong, right? Right. You can ask me a question and I can go, oh, here's this spin. And then you can go ask, you can come up with, yeah, but, and you, right? And, and it's just, it's a constant, but it's a mutual manipulation because we are having conversation. What people don't realize is that in every situation of every moment that you engage with a device, a human being, or anything that you're looking at that is designed to grab your attention, you are being manipulated. And when you can understand that, you can understand that why you're seeing the sign for the 99 cent taco or why you're seeing the sign for XYZ deal, right? Or the con why you keep seeing the same thing on politics, on social media, you are being manipulated. And it's gone on in history. And again, this movie is great. The Social Dilemma covers this. It's been going on in history for eons, since people have been around, since leaders and since village, ever since we've existed, there's always been some level of manipulation. Social media is just the next level of that manipulation. But if you want to navigate through all of that manipulation, one, you have to first be willing to recognize that you are being manipulated. And that's okay. Because... I wouldn't know where to buy my groceries otherwise. And I'm okay with going to Fry's versus Albertsons or vice versa. It doesn't matter. But that's still a manipulation because, I, oh, they got a special over at this store versus they don't have a special over at this store. That's a manipulation, right? And, and it, it's huge. But when you have an awareness of that, you then get to actively decide who you want to be manipulated by. I don't care if Fry's manipulates me over a because they save me $5 a pound versus going to Albertsons because they don't have that. I'll take that manipulation. Thank you very much. Right. That's, that's really interesting. You know, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. What do I want to be manipulated by? You know, I used to say a very confusing thing about habits uh, versus addictions. You know, a, a habit is a choice. 
and an addiction um, is, a, is also a choice, but it's the millisecond in between, in between where you decide, are you going to be addicted or are you going to be habituated? Are you going to do something bad for you? And if your ego can sit just beneath your commitment, then your ego can push your commitment forward versus being above and squashing it. Right? So, very interesting. What do I want to be manipulated by? What would be, you know, just asking that question um, of yourself, saying, being manipulated by this advertisement, do I want to allow the manipulation or not? You know, just something like that before every decision that you make. Yep. Hmm. So you know, you know what my answer to that is? What? Once you come into awareness of, oh, I've got all these things that are manipulating me. What do I want to mani- What? What? What do I allow myself to be manipulated by? Right? You have to recognize you can't trust yourself. Because your ego is trying to kill you. The whole squashing thing, right? And your ego is trying, is designed to kill you. It, yes, it flares up and you see, you see all these egotistical people and how they behave and whatnot. But really, all that is, is a huge sign that somebody who's scared shitless, right? No matter how much lip service they give to their egoism, because somebody who's got self-dominion doesn't get triggered, doesn't have to argue, doesn't have to prove themselves. They, they find themselves in an argument that's just, oh, that's, that's an interesting perspective because I'm not threatened by your opinion. I'm not threatened by your take on or perception of reality because your reality is not my reality. And so what I've had to learn, and this is where I found God last year, right? I took all my spiritual knowledge and all my spiritual experience and everything and I put it here because here, when I can just listen to God, tune into the universe, figure out what spirit's trying to tell me because I've learned to trust that because I don't trust myself, but I trust God. When I listen to him, he navigates me to the manipulations. I I don't have to worry about whether I'm going to eat here or eat there. I just stop and pause and go and listen and ask a question or pray on it. And life's pretty magical from that place because all the things about law of attraction work up to this point. And that's the capstone and the manipulation that that frequency of that, that, that topic of that teaching was designed to do. But you have to bust through that and get to the other side of it and recognize that in order for you to manifest and create in your life, you can do it on your own by all means. There's a lot of people get really lucky and have built a lot of shit on their own, but it only takes them so far. And I guarantee that a majority of the people in the world that have achieved massive success have some sort of spiritual belief and that they'll give credit to something bigger than themselves. You know that the, the whole bigger than yourself thing is an interesting conversation because, uh, you know, I grew up, I was studying religions from Judaism and Buddhism and uh, Native American way and uh, atheism, I mean, paganism. I studied a lot of religions growing up. 
fascinated by. And, you know, at, in the Jewish faith, you're very questioning of everything, right? Question and question and question. I have an entire book of rabbis having a conversation about what the possibilities could mean about the Torah's translation, right? So it's, it's, just, it's like, well, what does this mean? I don't know, you know, maybe it means this, 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 and this. Ah, but it could mean this. You know, it's like, that's the, <laughs> it's very questioning of a religion in general. And so I, I always um, felt like I was questioning. I had a big issue with the word God for a long time. Um, maybe because we had to put it I just the word seemed to diminish the uh, existence of right, and that was my my belief. It was like this three letter word <laughs> can't represent you know. And there's Adonai is two letters in Hebrew, <laughs> which is God. You know, it's like there's so many possibilities, and and what I got was there was a billboard that had a picture and it said to those of you who are atheists believing there is no design plan or god is like seven trillion waves hitting the shore and all of a sudden a sandcastle appears because we are trillions of atoms that have just smack together and here we are but without a planner how would you know <laughs> like that's just not possible without the planner I thought that was, that was a pretty good you know argument against atheism in my life the argument against <coughs> is I've gone through so much shit in life that you know what if there isn't a plan then there's no point in going through the shit. So I might as well just go, <laughs> right? And so that was my way of staying on the planet is having that belief. But if somebody were to, to look at what you're saying as far as self-dominion and then higher power, they kind of seem to contradict each other. How do they fit together? Because at the focal point of self-dominion and looking to God or the dollar or your job or your relationship or whatever else it is that's driving your life, it's, that's making your decisions for you, right? Because if you're the one navigating it, then you're limited on what you know, right? You don't know everything. You don't know how how this was supposed to be. You don't know what's going on in the person's life. You can be you can be best friends and talking to the person every single day. You still don't know what's going on for them in their life because you don't you're not them. It's impossible to. You can know a lot. You can think you know a lot, but you don't know how they feel. They might share with you, but you still are not them. The same is true for ourselves. That means that we are confined to our limiting beliefs. Right? We're commit we're 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 then how do we know it's the best decision? Well, it worked last time. Awesome. Trial and error. 
but have you done it this way, this way, this way, this way, this way, or that you just, or, or what about, have you done this or have you done this, right? Things you're limited to the decisions that you make, right? And your success is only going to be dictated by your level of knowledge, which is great. Why we still want to continue to read, right? But at that point in time, when I decided to stop looking at myself for the answers, because I'm in dominion of that place, right? But I turn it and I look it to God, what I call God, others call it the universe, call it spirit. I don't care what you call it, call it something. Look for something outside of yourself. At that moment, when I choose to look at this rather than the world, I'm in dominion. Because it's in that moment, that split second of, am I going to be habitual or I'm going to be addicted? In that split moment, I make that decision every single day, every single moment, every single decision. Because this feels better and I trust this more than I trust this. Because to put it into perspective, if we are rats and life is a box and you're in the box, what's your perspective? Four walls, right? Maybe five if there's a roof on it. But if the person who put the box there, who put the mouse in the box is looking around, what's their perspective? Put it in the mice. Yeah. Put put it put it into military terms. Where does a sniper sit? In the valley or on the hilltop? Place from high. Exactly. And I know that I'm not sitting in a I, it's impossible to. God's got a got a different perspective than I do. Got a different perspective than you do. It doesn't mean that I'm not gonna listen to people or talk to them or commune with them. Because experience is useful. Experience gives us confidence. So when God goes, yes, here's the path you go down, walk behind the people that have done it successfully. All right? But don't follow like sheep. Do it because that's what you're supposed to be doing. Right? And that's a whole other conversation, the business manipulation of getting people to do things and go here and feel good about themselves, spending thousands of dollars while not doing any internal change because all those programs or work and work in the, and are, are by design designed to keep you coming back to the next one and the next one and the next one, right? But you're constantly chasing the high because that change, that dopamine fix has got to come from within. Right. So um, I've actually, I do want to get into that a little bit because I'm creating a mastermind program right now. It's a 12 month program and I'm designing it the way that I used to design programs for Olympic athletes to go from injuries to gold medals uh, because in my world, I've been around the self-improvement and influencer movement for since S really when I was eight years old. And my, my frustration, I'll put it that way, frustration, anger within that community is that they like to talk in platitudes and in concepts and never give people that path to actually getting the results and success. The results are not what they're 
really focused on <laughs> focused more on getting across Right. And so I wanted this mastermind to be about that because I'm so upset <laughs> at at the fact that people are spending thousands and thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars and not getting the results that they're seeking. And that to me is just kind of like an unacceptable thing. And so you know, I'm taking, I guess, a, a perspective of dominion over others by uh, by being even reactionary towards this at all. But it motivates me to do something better. And so, um, yeah, I mean, just that I'm not looking to take self-dominion. I'm looking to give people the tools to have that self-dominion, I guess, so that they don't need by the time that 12 months is done, not only are they in doing their passionate thing, they're scaling it up and maybe would want to come back and be a coach kind of thing. Being something that they continue doing over and over and over again and like take my next biggest thing, you know, that thing that you had mentioned. Yeah, it's um, that world is is ugly. Um, the personal development industry is designed to keep you coming back for more because they know if they give you just a little bit of this, oh, ooh, I understand this now, right? And you'll keep coming back and back because if you fix people, just like the drug industry, if you actually heal people, how do you make money, right? And so as people such as yourself and our, our organization, Superpower Experts, and more and more of us pop up, we have to realize that you, while, yes, you have to make money in order to keep the business sustainable, you don't have to do it in a way that sells your soul. It doesn't perpetuate other things. You first have to stop chasing the buck because you can't take it with you. Yes, while it does make life more enjoyable, anything else that's not done from the perspective of helping others find their own dominion in whatever gap that you're standing in with them, to send them off into the world to be better people, if you're not doing that and you're solely focused on, okay, well, how do I get them to come back? Well, in the old model, it's, I'm going to just tease them this and I'm going to upsell them this and I'm going to upsell them this and I'm going to upsell them this, right? And it keeps them in this, in this funnels for forever, right? That's how they make money. You want to have impact. You want to keep coming, people coming back, build relationships and watch what happens because the relationships, the impact that you make, knowing how you change somebody's life because you shared a portion of it with them, that's going to fill you more than any amount of money in the world is going to be, yeah, Tahiti will be nice, but it doesn't beat the feeling of knowing that you just went and helped somebody change their stars, got them on purpose, got them on to find their purpose and walk in that. And I don't care what anything else says. And I got two and a half million downloads a month that prove there are people out there that are looking just for that because that dopamine cell that they get from the upsell 
it's fleeting and they have to constantly chase the next high by buying the next package when all they're looking for is, hey, you you understand this stuff, you get this stuff, you see this stuff, you're good at it, teach me and let's connect in that space. And when you can learn to fill uh, you know, fill that crack or fill that void, magic happens. And again, I know because we, we've got an entire organization that's growing extremely fast through those practices because we don't focus on the dollar. Yes, the money has to make sense. The accounting has to make sense. But we focus on impact, nothing else. And if that means that you have to work with fewer people in the beginning while you figure it out so you can scale and work with more people, because that's one of the biggest things we, we I started had to replace myself because I couldn't, I couldn't do it all. So we had to train people to do what we do to manage clients. Right. And that's how you got to duplicate it. But you instill in them client first relationship first, and, you know, in admission first, right? Not don't worry about the money. The money will figure itself out. I need you to do. I need you to become like me <laughs> and do that. And, and that's how you scale in that business model. The way you scale in the other business model is you add another funnel, you add another product, right? Because here's the thing: if your shit worked, you wouldn't have to release a new program every six months. Simple as that. We've been teaching the same exact thing, the same exact material, the same exact stuff. Well, since I was a counterintelligence agent, been doing it since uh, 2006. Same stuff. Our curriculum has not changed. Why? One, my wife's brilliant. She channels God. And it works. It is literally the last training program that you will ever need. Now you can go play over here in your training program and your training program, but I'm doing it because I want to learn, not because I'm chasing a dollar. Right. I'm knowingly being manipulated by something else. And that's the problem with the industry is they've tapped into herd mentality and they just form them. Right. They have perfected the methodology of the, of the buy. So to speak. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know that that for me, it's been kind of difficult because I've been trying to figure out, like, how do I create that buyer's journey without it being what I feel would be a falsity or a, a uh, you know, an edge or an air of fraudulent, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, and that's, it's the congruency. How do you be congruent? Exactly. I want it to be authentic, but I also obviously want people to join because I know what they'll get from the experience of doing it. Right. So I want there there to be that urgency and that level of I want it. You know, but I want it to come from that authentic place of I want to learn. I want to become that passionate you know, person, I want to live that actual life and activate. <laughs> that kind of leads me back to another question for you is, um, you know, this, this whole show is about activating our vision for a better tomorrow today. I always say create a new tomorrow today. And you have two and a half million followers. 
fans, listeners, whatever you'd like to call that, right? You have this amazing fan base. The psychology of a fan, somebody who won't go a week without listening to your show, right? Somebody who would follow you around from, from I used to watch old Beatles videos and I'd watch them screaming and fainting and crying. And I always was very fascinated by what makes somebody a fan because I never felt like I was ever a fanatic or a fan about much of anything. I like watching sports, but I'm not a fan about it. You know what I mean? So you have this massive amount of fans. What's the psychology behind that? How does that happen? What creates that? One, it, it's resonance. It's congruency. It's, 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 it's a handful of things. It's congruency in the message that we deliver and what we have to say, what we believe in our purpose, our mission, our walk, and why we help people, why we do what we do. Right? So there's one. Two, I don't buy into the old mechanisms of marketing, email marketing, Facebook marketing, any of that. We don't even have advertisers on our website. Our commercial is for our network, <laughs> right? It's, it's for our network and it's for what we do, right? We don't allow advertisers because honestly, if I'm going to monetize a business, I'm going to monetize it for myself. I'm not going to monetize it for anybody else other than the people that are part of our ecosystem and helping them monetize it through our ecosystem, right? But I'm not going to let Coca-Cola come advertise on my network because they're willing to pay me money. Yeah, they might pay me a lot of money for that, but you know what? I don't care because Coca-Cola, what they stand for and who they are and what they do in the world, I don't want to align myself with, right? And so it's being clear in what our parameters are and staying faithful and Staying true to that, right, and in alignment with that, because in that space that we've tapped into, the two and a half million downloads a month, those listeners say they want the same thing, and it feels good, and it resonates, and I know that in listening to this message, it makes me feel good. It reminds me of who I am. I share the same belief. Right. But podcasting is a little bit different than Facebook. Right. Because Facebook, I mean, something gets viral. Boom, the algorithms take over. It's over. Right. Right. Not so in the podcasting world. It, it, podcasting is hit or miss. Right. I can't explain to an half million downloads a month. Well, I can't. God. Right. Because that's what we were told to do. He clearly he told us that at the very beginning. That's what that, it's the message I told you. God is you're going to you're going to you're going to reach millions. And at the time, we didn't have a podcast. We were just this anybody, anybody knew, you know, you couldn't find us. We were still the due diligence people when all that, when all that happened. Right. And here we are four and a half years later at two and a half million dollars a month. I can explain one way that that came is, is go do who I am in the world, who my wife is in the world, who my daughter is in the world, who we are in the world as a family and go infect others. <laughs> right. Go share that with them build in that space and it's infectious it's 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 people want it right and by all means we didn't do this ourselves this has been built i mean we've got a team of people that help us do all of this 
right? And it's our job as the leaders to keep people in frequency with the mission, keep them attuned to what we're doing, making sure they're not distracted by, I won't work with the marketing director that's solely focused on doing things a particular way. No, you have to, I want you to think outside the box because our people are the ones who think outside the box. Our people are the ones that have opted out of those systems. So how the hell am I going to market to them on Facebook if they're not on Facebook? Right. Right. That's, that's money wasted, but Facebook will try to convince you that it's the best place to advertise. Right. So you have to start thinking outside of those manipulations because all of the click funnels, all of the, all the, all the advertising and all the social media, that's all, that's all somebody who's made this shit up and told you, I can do this for you. And they manipulate you to coming into it because they think you think that's what's important. That two and a half million downloads a month was organic. Just through people who have found us over the last eight years of before we even had the podcast. Right. So when you focus on that success just happens. Right. But it, it didn't just happen overnight. It was, you know, you're a multi year, maybe even multi decade success story. Yeah. So, you know, talk about resilience and the <laughs> on, on a person who's trying to accomplish really anything that's bigger than themselves. How do you, how does that work? Simple. Stay focused. See too many entrepreneurs, people that are breaking out, that bounce around from business idea to business idea to business idea to business idea. This multi-level marketing company, that network marketing company, this business, that business, whatever. Pick one, figure it out. I got nothing better to do. I'm going to die at some point in time. I will never start and stop helping people, right? But, you know, we recently just pulled down a lot of our due diligence stuff so we could focus more on this over here because like everybody, we, you know, we we are juggling multiple businesses. Well, one of them, while all of them are making money, this one ultimately felt better for us, for the mission and the work that it does in the world because ultimately it's going to have the biggest impact. Yeah, I can have an impact over here, but it's going to be handfuls. I can have an impact over here and it's going to be millions. I'm going to go over here because I can have a bigger impact. Right. And so the resilience is you have to find what your purpose is and just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And yeah, overnight success and only took me eight years. Right. And I don't even consider myself successful yet. Right. Cause I've got, I've seen the bigger vision that's God, that's God showed us. I've seen it. It's so much bigger than where I'm sitting right now. Right. And I've got that because I, I commune with the divine. I'm able to see that because of that, because my old version of myself will tell you that I've arrived. I'm good. I can go back and just sit back. I've got the machine working and money flows in. Well, that, right? I could, I could do that. And that old version of myself, if I was still that person that's sitting in front of you right now, you probably like, I'm done. Nope, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm good. I can do this for the rest of my life. Or it can be, yeah, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, but I'm going to keep getting it bigger. I'm going to keep growing it. 
And when you can put yourself in that perspective and recognize that stop chasing the, the next fancy idea or the next shiny object and just forget who are you, what's your purpose in life and do that. Just do that. And then if you get more people than you can handle, then figure out how to duplicate yourself and then do that for a while. Awesome. You got that under control. Awesome. Now duplicate that next person, right? And then duplicate that. And that's how you grow, but you're all walking towards the same direction. Yeah, you're still watching that straight line. That's funny. I've been in in my business 26 years. And I think I was 18 when I started. I think uh, I've done a lot in my business, in my industry. But I've always been in the same industry. Nowadays, people who used to work 20, 30, 40 years are feeling like they're disillusioned, they're not able to do that, there's no company of corporate loyalty and things like that going on. And so what I'm hearing you say is that this is the time, this is actually probably the best time for people to step back for a second and say, what do I want to be? Who do I want to be? But you keep talking about purpose and not everybody knows, you know, what that means or how to get there, right? Like I was always told, hey, you want to know what your purpose is? Close your eyes. If you had all the money in the world, would you be doing the same thing you're doing now? No. If, if the answer is no, what would you be doing? And that's your purpose. Well, you know, some people would be jet skiing on the Riviera. So I don't know if that was really the, the way to get to uh, a purpose. It was a good. It was a good try, though. So, what what would you say for somebody listening right now, as far as like how can I, if somebody's like listening, going, okay, he keeps saying purpose, purpose. How do I get to my purpose? How do I know what it is? What would you say to them? Great question. And my answer is. Your purpose has nothing to do about you. It's got nothing to do with you. Your purpose has to do with anything but you. Because your purpose is one of my favorite scenes from uh, that movie, um, uh, Doctor Strange. She looks at Doctor Strange and says, you failed to learn the, the most important lesson of all. It's like, what's that? It's not about you. Your purpose is not about you. Your purpose will fill you. But your purpose is what makes you feel good when you're helping others. That's your purpose. If you feel good helping others, find a way to make a business out of it. Or find an industry where it already exists and do that. Because your purpose can be being an employee that works for a company that does good things in the world. And you're really, you got a skill set that works really, really well in that. And by you participating in that, you're contributing to something good and it's making you feel good. Do that. And if you don't know what that is, go out and start helping people with skill sets that you have. If you're good with your hands, build something for somebody. If you're good for this, 
doing doing ever doing this or that do that for somebody yeah and then see how you feel yeah and don't worry about the money piece do do, do start with like everybody else does do the first couple for free it's just to see if you can do it to see how it makes you feel can you see how you might be able to turn it into a business or into an opportunity or or how you can scale it play with it and yeah that that idea might make you feel good but maybe it doesn't light you up completely awesome go do something else and figure that out that's life and when you figure it out and it makes you feel good and it fills you up do that do that more focus on that and do nothing but that and watch how magic occurs but i don't have time because i'm taking the hours of uh, a week of work and, and then i have to go do errands and then i have to take care of my kids and then i have to uh, uh, I uh, watch uh, a number of hours of TV, and then I have to go on my social media, and then I have to run more errands, then I have to work more for my boss over time, even though I already worked 60 hours, I have to do it at home too, and then I have to. Ah, the excuses, yes. You, you have to stop with the excuses, because every time you get on your phone or sit down and watch TV, instead of watching TV, you crack a book, start a hobby, start a business. Do something different. Free will, right? Free choice. That's yeah. Got the same twenty-four hours a day as everybody else. And yes, sometimes sleep is a crutch, and you just have to want it more. Anything else is just that an excuse. You're in a vic- you're a victim of your clock uh, to your to your to your to your watch and to your calendar. Awesome. You were a prisoner of that. That's how that works. And that sounds harsh, but that's the reality, right? That's the reality. Awesome. Yeah, I got the same amount of time that you do, and I'm able to get – I get more done on a Monday than most people get done in a month. And that's because I'm not doing it alone. I've got people that are working with me to get it done, right? Right. But I've made different decisions than other people, right? And – it comes down to that self-dominion piece. What do I want more? Right. It also comes down to bravery. You have to have courage, yes. Because to stop doing what you're doing, even if you're in a comfort zone with what you're doing, but you know it's not the thing that is really for you, that stopping of that comfort is an entire psychological process in and of itself. Because as you know, an object in motion tends to stay in motion, an object at rest tends to stay at rest. And if you're an object that's in a pattern and a routine, and we've all done this before, is we're driving somewhere and we end up driving to our office or we end up driving to our home when we're supposed to go to the store because of autopilot, you know, we, we get into that routine and we get used to the routine. The routine becomes comfortable. So there's a whole psychological process that has to go with stopping what you're doing in order to rearrange yourself to what you want to be doing or what you're passionate about living a more impactful life, right? That's a conscious level of psychological reactions and interreactions Right. So do you have any techniques for the audience on how to um, pay attention maybe to those reactions and interactions of so get to the purpose? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think I'll close with this is, is this, this. In every moment of every situation of every day, stop and ask yourself why you're doing something. Now, have a little bit more awareness when you're driving a vehicle, of course, but, you know, reflect upon it. You know, after you get done doing something, reflect upon it. Okay. I went to the, I went to the kitchen. Why did I get to the kitchen? Why did I go to the kitchen? Well, because I was hungry. Okay. Well, why was I hungry? Well, because I haven't eaten since last night. Okay. So I'm going to get some food. What are you going to eat? We're going to get some yogurt. Okay. Well, what do I need for yogurt? You run it down to that level of detail. Why did you get a fork over a spoon? Well, because I'm eating yogurt. I'm eating yogurt with a fork. I could do it, but it'd be more difficult. It's more enjoyable to eat with a spoon. Do it down to that level, right? And it will help you identify the behaviors that you've got doing. Question everything that you're doing. Why am I doing this right now? Do I want to be doing this right now? Do I need to be doing this right now? And if the answer is no, and you could be doing something better, do that. And that's how you break that habit, right? I'm on social media. Why am I on social media? Well, I want to say, well, why? For what purpose? If it's not towards your mission, it's not towards your purpose. If it's not doing something to better yourself or better your, your lot in life, right? Your, your business, whatever. Don't do it. Stop, start breaking those habits. That, that's one. And then the second one is stop looking at life like it's happening to you. In every situation, every activity, every oh shit moment that life throws at you, good, bad, or otherwise, ask yourself, why is this happening for me? Not to me. Why is this happening for me? Because in the bad situation, maybe you got into a car accident. Why did that happen for me? Not to me. Why did it happen for me? You might want to examine why it happened. Why did that happen? Might be some behaviors behind that that caused the accident, right? And perhaps the accident was designed to catch your attention for the behaviors that caused the accident. But you can only get to that place if you start asking the question of, why did this happen for me? Well, I got in the accident because I was text messaging. Hmm. That's God tapping you on your shoulder going, you got lucky. Next time you probably won't. And then you have a choice. Look at that, why it happened for you. Or just chalk it up to the stupid driver in front of you, right? Right. Or somebody else or whatever other crazy whatnot that went on that took place. And keep doing it and watch what happens the next time because it only gets worse. But you have to, in every good, bad, or otherwise thing that happens to you that causes constriction, especially any type of constriction, fear, anxiety, or whatnot in you, start asking the question, why did this happen for me? Find yourself in it and then change the behavior that it came from. Change the reason why you did it in the first place. Change the story. Change the channel. Opt out of the programming. It takes some dominion and control over your life. That's awesome. As you were talking, I'm thinking, what if uh, senators and governors and you know, politicians and corporate CEOs would say that about every decision that they make? And, and maybe even ask those questions before they do them. You know, that's not to say that there's some people that, that aren't, but as the whole, 
you're right. What would the world look like if our leadership, matter of fact, we just did a series on this on our, on our free series, uh, our IM series, because uh, we're going to get re-enrolled in the elections. Um, it's, in ser- it's a series called Integrity. Check it out. It's a free, we do free trainings every three weeks, new series every three weeks. It's, it's fun, a lot of fun. Yeah. Did you have a, a link for that that we can add in to, uh, to the Absolutely. If they go to superpowerexperts.com forward slash messages, they'll see all the trainings and they can enter their email and the, 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 the videos get delivered directly to their inbox. Awesome. Thank you for that. So, you know, as you're talking about Dominion and I'm thinking like government Dominion, I'm also thinking about employees, for instance. So let's let's just say, for instance, we have a company like um, Monsanto. Not gonna, you know, Bayer. How's that one? Oh wait, they're the same company now. I forgot. Uh, not to isolate them out, but they have employees, right? And the employees exercise the whims of the corporate office, so to speak, or the decision makers. The decision makers say go poison everybody with, uh, with our chemicals and the employees say, okay. Or they, the, the, you know, company says we've got to hide all of these research studies that show that our, you know, our product is cancer and the employees say, oh, okay. Right. This, oh, okay. Part is to me what I consider to be the bully's best friend. So, they may not be the employees may not be the bullies, but they're the employee's best friend because they're silent and silence is a business. So my question is, why is it that these people would do this knowing the consequences that it brings? But is the fear of not having a job so great that we would allow our friends and family to die of cancer and diabetes and heart disease and so on. I mean, is that really just at the end of the day, the, the fact that we're so scared of losing a job that we would do the most ungodly things to our fellow man for that end? Uh, see, here's a pers- here's a great conversation around perspective. You're outside that box. You see Monsanto for for what it, it is in a bigger perspective. You're not part of that box. You're not inside that box because I can guarantee the one thing that they're not doing is they're not piping their own hatred for the self hatred through the through the speaker systems of their offices or their laboratories. No, it's rainbows and butterflies, and they're changing the world, right? Our products do what they say they do. Our products are this, and they're the best because, right? Because they've got a perspective, and you have to understand that at the beginning of the day, I believe that people are innately good, but when we focus on the dollar and not on the bigger, because in all means, if the leadership of Monsanto had any type of whatnot behind them, they would be like Tony Stark as Iron Man. I'm like, I'm done making weapons. Right? Right. Right. I had that awareness of like, shit, my company is actually not doing good in the world. It's doing bad. Right. But what drives that? Well, stockholders drive that. Money 
drives that train. So in order to keep that train going, right, because you you can you can step away that from the leadership, right? But the systems are set up in such a place that if you're the CEO that now gets a consciousness, you're now out of the game, right? Because it's right. The, the point that the company is at right now is so, so large, so powerful, has so much money that it's a runaway train. And the only way to avoid it is not to get on it. And, and the people that are employees there, I would imagine make a decent money and given the field and the work and the industry that, that, you know, that they have the experience that they have, it's led them to that place. So yeah, it would be very difficult to navigate that when your employer, your provider, the one who gives you money and makes sure you can go on vacation and all that stuff that comes with it that has an impact on you and your family and how you experience life. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're just the one person, right? Because you can walk away. You can make better decisions for yourself, right? You can choose to do something different. And there are a lot of people that are having their own awakening that are stepping away from those things and doing their own. And until the point in time that enough of us rise up, right, and offer better solutions, because here's the thing, you want Monsanto to go away, somebody's got to create something better. Go create something better that does good in the world, that offsets this. That's not me. I'm not a chemist, right? But perhaps there is somebody out there who sees what Monsanto is doing, has some experience in it and can rise to the occasion to counterculture this because now they can take all the employees over here that had that awakening and come work for a different company. That's the only way that works in business is it takes individuals who see a broken system and instead of trying to create something new from within the system and stop trying to change the system because you can't, it's too big, it's by itself, and you have to opt out. The only way to win the game is you stop playing. So you go over here and you create your own new game, your game, and you do things this way, you do things better, and you reach the people who see this as bad, and they see you as better. That's how you win. Right, so, you know, Buck makes the stuff like don't fight the system as it is make a better system and put it next door the people will come that's kind of the the premise behind it. Uh, the question I guess is how do we get people into a mindset that what their idea is what their thought is, is so valuable that they can actually do it and make it better because you know I can guarantee you that in the healthcare industry, there are at least a few thousand doctors that understand the healthcare system is broken and have ways in which they would like to alter that system, make it more effective, more efficient, work better. Right? So the question becomes how do we activate those people who? have the passion, but they're scared. I think it's all about fear. I think that the fear 
of not having a job of Monsanto, the fear of having being investigated by doctors, etc. Those are the things that that are causing them to be silent, right? So how do we get them to activate that, to collaborate so that maybe they don't feel as scared because they're, they know that they're with others who also feel the same way. Again, you can't make people do anything. They have to want it. And then they have to be able to lead from that position. But the problem is, is that, well, the problem as I see it is, is that we've moved so far away from the concept of God as a whole in society that we're left to own our own course so that all we have to do to look at all we have to do to bounce off of is other people stuck in the same rat race in the same box from the same perspective using the same things making the same decisions it's it's nothing but competitive mindset but when you can come from a place of abundance there's more than enough that you don't have to operate in that space. As our mentor, Bernie Dorman said, you know, competition is the virus that is killing our world. We have to step into other ways of doing things. And that's going to require leaders, people who are doing things outside the box, like Elon Musk, who's doing things outside the box, right? He wanted to get to Mars. He wasn't going to wait around for somebody else in the government to tell him he can get when he was going to get there. He was he's going to get there. Right. Um, when we when we realize that we, we have to recognize that our the leaders that are in place, it, it has to be run by them and they have to have the chutzpah and the backing and the confidence to do something different. And we, we can't make leaders do that when they're being controlled by a board of directors. Because now we have to not just get to the CEO, we have to get to the board of directors and we have to convince them. We have to do, we have to get to the people that make decisions. We have to change that. And the only way that you can change that is from the top down. It has to start with you. The corporations that already exist and are already in motion cannot be changed because they are too big. We have to do something to count it. Now, we can invite them in to do conversations, right? But we have to stop looking at things through the normal lens, and we have to start looking at it from a higher perspective. I only know one way of doing that. Right. So when you say top-down, right, most people would think organization, head of organization down. When, when you say top-down, though, I think that you mean you're the top of you, and you're going top down from you to others, right? So for those people who need a mandate, like going to the moon, that was a mandate from from Kennedy. He said, we're going to the moon. We got this amount of time. Boom, done, right? So for those people who need a mandate, and those, you know, if you're not a flat earther who thinks that, no, 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 no. Well, I was, I was going to laugh is, is that um, Kennedy was Catholic and I'm fairly certain he talked to God. You know, Why did we go to the moon? Who knows? But I, I think <laughs> he, uh, he didn't talk quite enough about going out in that convertible on that day. But, you know, nope. that, that he, he may have been mistaken. That day. But, no, that, you know, the, the question is, how do we get those people to have their individualized mandates so that they feel like they have permission to be who they are, right? Because like if, 
I'm giving you permission. Oh, wait. I'm giving you permission. If you need a mandate, here it is. Go change the world and do it yesterday. I mean, How do we give people these the mandate, the permission to be themselves? Well, again, you can't make anybody do anything, right? It's not, it's not making, it's permit. No. The permission? The permission comes from the fact that you have to realize that everybody and everything, every walk of life, government from the top down, the President of the United States, the citizens, Everybody's just making this shit up as they go. There are there is no rule book. The rule books that exist are the ones that were written by the people that own the organizations to say this worked here, that's now a policy. This worked here, that's now a policy. And they're making this shit up as they go. Your life is no different. Who you listen to, what you follow, and how you do things is dictated by you. To think that somebody else outside of yourself has the answers is a lie. They might have experience, you might be able to draft, but they're sure as hell not going to do it for you. Find your groove, get into the flow, and stop listening to anybody else beyond what the divine in your consciousness tells you to do and and start by questioning why are you doing it should you be doing it and if your answer comes back to why i'm good i can make a lot of money stop doing that do something else life's too damn short i know too many people are going to die flat ass broke and miserable because they've been chasing something that doesn't exist it can only be found one place, folks. Heaven and earth exist between your two ears. It's the only place that exists. And you can't get there if you're buying into everybody else's mumbo-jumbo, the programming, the manipulation, and yes, and you stop and think about it. You're like, oh, God, it's overwhelming. It doesn't have to be. Stop looking at it. It's that simple. Find your purpose. What makes you feel good? Question everything and do what you know is right. And if you don't have that compass, find one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this with one of our our mentors, Bernie Bowman, how can it get any better than this? How can it get any better than this? This is a question that works whether you have the optimal result that you wanted or you had a suboptimal result that you may not have wanted. The question is always said in this way because it gives you a positive outcome. How can it get any better than this? And then I'll end that with how do we create in tomorrow today? So Justin, Three things, you've already given plenty of tips, but three tips that are actionable, ready to do for somebody right now, and then uh, close it up with how people can get a hold of you if they'd like to learn more, work with you, or uh, or even if they might feel like 
they would be a good guest. First, first tip: um, take all social media off your phone. That's my first tip. I'm not saying you have to get rid of it right now, but that's a step. Only go to social media if you're on your desktop. Start there. Get rid of it on your phone. Start there. Next step would be to go go a week without any of it and watch what happens. Watch what you're focusing on. That's that's tip one. That's step two. Read a book. Pick one. I don't care. I I I've got a whole list. I mean, you can find all sorts of stuff on on our site as well. Um, pick just just read 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 human development if you're a dude the way of the superior man you know if you're into consciousness and, and those kinds of things uh stealing fire start picking up books that that are all about expanding human potential and human consciousness and then start questioning everything that you do and start asking that question of why is this happening for me and start making different changes. People can find us at superpowerexperts.com. We got a whole slew of shows for you to choose from, uh, to listen to, and all a wide variety of topics. Um, we've got our free weekly messages series where it's conversations like this, it's training like this that we do for free, 100% free, each and every week. We pick a new series every three weeks, uh, and they stay up there. You can access them anytime. They're there for you to consume because our purpose is to give you information that helps expand your mind, expand your consciousness, consciousness because we don't believe your own evolution should break the bank. And, and there's tools and things that we can share that keep feeding you. If you really want more, check out our training programs. We're there, we're there for a conversation as well. So thanks for the conversation, uh, Ari. I think uh, we did an episode. It's about four or five months out from being uh, being published. That's how popular this guy is. I mean, I'm just so jealous. I just want to be him, minus of course the bald head. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, check out uh, Superpower Experts. It is a great show. They have multiple shows actually within that network, and so you can find anything that may be of interest to you within that network. So uh, I look forward to hearing what you guys got from this, uh, this episode. Ask any questions. We love to engage. And thank you so much. This has been Ari Gronich with another episode of Create a New Tomorrow, where we're helping to activate your vision for a better world today. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate all you do to create a new tomorrow for yourself and those around you. If you'd like to take this information further and are interested in joining a community of like-minded people who are all passionate about activating their vision for a better world, go to the website, createanewtomorrow.com and find out how you can be part of making a bigger difference. I have a gift for you just for checking it out and look forward to seeing you take the leap and joining our private paid mastermind community. Until then, see you on the next episode.